0: Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Wow! What a what an awesome uh, introduction, Christian. Thank you so much. We love you guys. What what great worship you have here! Come on, where's the where's the band all da- grabbing their seats? And uh, was it was it Lauren leading the worship? Boom! Wow! You're, good job. Give your band, give your singers a great hand. Well done. That was uh, that was amazing. That was that was worship for a church of a thousand people. That was brilliant absolutely brilliant. And it's, it is, uh, look, it's our great uh, privilege to be with you this morning. I see some, a uh, number of familiar faces, and it's great to be with you uh, today. Uh, Christian and Melissa are amazing people, you would have to admit, right? You just have to, you've got phenomenal pastors. I remember, uh, you know, over the years we've got to know them, uh, both with him traveling to our church, preaching in our church, ministering, and then um, I, I think it was dinner in Kuala Lumpur, In 2011, we were having an innocent dinner with about eight people and someone asked him, "'What are you going to do in the future?' And my ears pricked up because I just heard him talk about this and that, and so I just sort of threw out the Sunshine Coast Noosa thought, and you know he grabbed it, hook, line, and sinker, and uh, because God was on it, and uh, and we've just watched them do this great journey of coming up here and within a, you know, within a year to be a church, it takes it takes some some churches ten years to be what you are right now, to be what's going on in one year is phenomenal, and it's a credit to your your pastors and your leaders, uh, they're doing a great job. Here, full of integrity, full of wisdom, and so so gifted and anointed. So, give them a real big hand, o- yeah. honor them, encourage them. Uh, you know, uh, pray for them, pray for God's protection, God's blessing on them, pray that they'll get the spirit of Queensland on them. Uh, you know, I-, I think, you know. I think, I'm not sure, we probably should have written it into the contract, but moving up here, you need to leave Egypt behind and come into the Promised Land and just let that stuff go. But, you know, look, you know, I, I don't know. My, my wife actually comes from New South Wales, and um, and she hasn't let go. And, you know, after eight years of losses, you would think eventually you'd be, you'd be jumping off the bandwagon, but... It's okay, it's okay. So, hey, uh, I, you know, I do, I do see lots of great faces around. People have known, I'm, I'm so glad you're here. I see Josh and Kelly here, uh, who are great friends of ours. And uh, I remember when Josh first came to our church, just uh, let me tell you a little story here. Uh, first came to our church, we were in a community center, a very similar sort of vibe to this, really. And uh, although we didn't have the big screen thrown in or the sound system and all that stuff. but And Josh came in with a, a black dog collar with with pointy, uh, spikes on the outside he was wearing with uh, black uh, nail polish and uh, he was dripping with attitude and I loved him from the very first time he came to church and with his brothers and they all met Jesus and his sister in our church and, and I remember when Kel first came along this Tasmanian greenie and she was talking to me about trees and God and God and the animals and what he loves and and I was at a youth camp and young adults camp. And to see them both get saved and on fire for God is, uh, is really cool. I'm so glad you're here. And, you know, it's you know, we're, together we're seeing the Sunshine Coast meet Jesus step by step. And there's, a, there's a stack of incredible churches across the Sunshine Coast. Not just C3 churches, just some amazing churches that we're part of and seeing people meet the Lord. And my, my thing that I always say to our church is, our church isn't the best church. It's just the best church for me. And you're in the best church for you here today. And uh, it's a pretty awesome church. So turn to your neighbor and go, I'm glad you're in this church with me today. (laughs) Phenomenal. Hey, uh, you know, a little while ago, uh, last Christmas time, um, one of our uh, pastors got given, and they've got young kids, they got given this massive yellow box of Whitman's chocolates. Have you ever seen those? They're the, the biggest box that you can possibly get. they would probably be the size of this pulpit, and they're massive. And uh, in one of those parenting moments, they, t- they told their children, uh, and, you know, we had some chats about this later, but separate issue, but they told their children it's actually a jigsaw puzzle. They didn't want their kids to know it was chocolate, Right. Uh, It's about a kilo of chocolate They're trying to protect their kids It's a little like I don't know how many parents have told your kids That when the, the Mr. Whippy music is playing That means they've run out of ice cream Has anyone ever done that? I wouldn't do that, but I've heard people talk about those those things. Anyway, so they tell them this they tell them this story that it's it's jigsaw puzzle. It's not chocolate. They didn't say it's not chocolate. They just said it's a it's a massive jigsaw puzzle. And we'll open it one day, give it away. Anyway, they come to Christmas party at our at our um home where the all the families come together, and uh, and so some, someone had given us a big yellow box of the, exactly the same thing. And as we open it up, you should have seen the eyes on this little five year old kid open up, and he. Runs over to Mum and goes, Mum, it's not a jigsaw puzzle, it's chocolate! <laughs> and in a moment, she was busted. And uh, we were happy to remind them for quite a while about the chocolate in the box. And uh, you know what, I've, I've found as a pastor, and I've been pastoring for a while now, I've found that many people, when they come to church, have been told a lie about what's in the box of Christianity. I've found many people have actually been given this story about what God's really like, but he's not like that at all. I've found many people that whether they've grown up in a religious environment, maybe a religious school, or maybe they've never been to church, but it's just been through through some some person or some movie or some TV thing that misrepresents God, and they've been told God's judgmental, God's boring, God's irrelevant, God's distant, God's, he's got all he is is about a whole lot of rules. And I find when people come to church, and they start to hear the message that we've got, the greatest message on the planet, that God is filled with love for people, that He's got hope for people, that He's got a plan for people, that He wants to, that He's He's full of vibrancy and color, He's not gray and boring. When people suddenly get that, I can just hear them going to Mom and Dad, Mom and Dad, He's not boring. He's not judgmental. He's loving, he's exciting, he's got so much joy. And so churches like this church. Our our idea is to get God out of the box for people. It's to it's to you know Easter is a great opportunity where people are going to come along and you know they're going to come to this church next Sunday. They're going to expect certain things and they're going to meet Christian and Melissa and that's going to blow their mind away straight away. They're going to go young, good looking, on fire, great. You know that was Melissa. They're great on fire. You know and they're going to go that's not what I thought pastors were like. And then they're going to meet you and you're going to be filled with love and vibrancy. They're going I didn't think people like you would be in church and you're just like me. And you're going to bit by bit through, sometimes it's through massive moments, other times it's incrementally, we're going to let God out of the box that the world tries to shove him in and the, the life and light and joy is going to come into their light. So Easter's a great moment for that. Every Sunday is a great moment to bring people to church. So I want to talk this morning about our transformed lives. Uh, really, for me, um, if you break down, you know, Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. And so, you know, we don't use uh, in the in Australian too much, we don't use the phrase disciples, okay? It's not sort of a common phrase. So we've taken the concept of what Jesus said, make disciples, and we've changed it to this, these words that mean the same thing as transformed lives. So when you ask me, what, what am I all about as a pastor? What am I all about as a Christian? I want a church that glorifies God, and I want a place where lives are transformed by the power, the love, the, the truth of Jesus Christ. And what I thought I might do this morning, and some of you may have seen this on our website but we've got a little clip of uh, that we put together about 80 months ago of some people who met the Lord in our church and and through a process of journey of transformation they've been changed and I want us just to have a look at this it's a couple of minutes if we can roll that that'd be great very cool so that's uh that's a few lives have been transformed and I'm sure you've got many stories of people here whose lives have been transformed I love watching you know the lady there Prue who got baptized at 69 you know every Friday night she rocks up with a, a young load of young girls for our youth program and she's just got a purpose and she's serving and helps it helps in all sorts of areas in our church one of the young ladies up there is our PA now one of the young guys is our digital media guy and youth leaders and you know God is in the business of transforming lives and giving people purpose and hope if we'll let him in and maybe you're here this morning I don't know everyone maybe you're here this morning and and you're in a dark place today. And you can identify with some of the things going on for some of those people up there. At the end of the service, I'm going to just ask you to to raise your hand. I'd love to pray with you. And we'd, you know, in this church, we would love to help you connect with God because God is a God of, of love and transformation. And so I want to, you know, I've got, I I scared Danielle on the way up. I said, I've got 15 points in my sermon today. I don't really, uh, I've got got multiple, but but really what I want to talk about is in the journey of transformation, because God's into transforming you. He loves you the way you are, but he doesn't want you to stay the way you are. He loves you too much to stay the way you are. And so in the journey of transformation uh, that God takes us on, I want to just highlight two or three key areas, if you like, there's probably a dozen or 15 different, things that will bring transformation into our life. But I want to just highlight two or three things that are are quite powerful that will happen. And the first is uh, Jesus talked in John chapter 3. If you've got your Bible, come with me to John chapter 3. Jesus talked in John chapter 3 when a, a, a guy called Nicodemus, Nicodemus said, uh, how am I going to see the kingdom of heaven? How, how, how are the spiritual realities of, of the, the other world, of the eternal world, going to become real in my life? He could see they were real for Jesus. He wanted to make sure he was going to go to heaven when he died. And Jesus said, I say to you, this is John chapter 3 verse 5, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. A little earlier he'd said, you must be born again. You must have a spiritual rebirth. And lots of people get it wrong when they think that God comes along to take bad people and make them good people. But that's not what God comes along to do. He's not about taking bad people and making good. He's about getting people who are spiritually dead and bringing us spiritually alive when He brings us spiritually alive, then transformation begins to happen. And the very first point and the beginning of the journey and the the ongoing source of transformation in your life and my life is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said you must be born again. There must be a a transformation. The Holy Spirit must come and live inside of you and bring you alive. Attending church is awesome and it's part of transformation, but it's not what makes us right with God. And so, you know, just, just recently... Uh, after many years, I don't know how many people get to have Foxtel, but I've resisted for many years. Uh, And I've just recently signed up with my iPad, iPad Go, and I'm I'm an AFL and a rugby league fan. I follow Carlton, who've just lost four games in a row, and the Broncos. Uh, But I finally, like Monday nights, I wanted to watch some sports programs. I've, I've got this. And, you know, if I was to tell you Although you might not have Fox in your home, you might not have the, you know, the cable TV in your home, If you don't have the satellite dish on the, on the top. If I was to come to your house and say, hey, uh, you know what, there, there is a transmission coming through your house right now that if you tapped into it would give you access to a whole lot of channels, you've just got to get a, a satellite dish. I talk to, to people who go, I can't hear God. I can't see God. I don't, He's not real. And I go, you know what? If I was to come to your place right now, there is a transmission going on. There's a, there's a spiritual realm. You can't see it. We can't see it here today. There's, there's angels in this room today. There's a spiritual realm that's unseen, but it's as real as, as this pulpit here. It's, it's, it's powerful. Now, just because someone hasn't tapped into it doesn't mean it's not real. And I'll say to people that, that the way that you get that foxtel is you've got to put a satellite dish up and you've got to tune that dish and you've got, to, you've got to begin to get on the right frequency. And before you know it, that frequency that's always been there, you can now access in your home if you get the dish. And being born again is just like that. You, there's, a, there's a spiritual reality. God's there. He wants to talk to me and you. He wants to have communication with us. He wants to, he wants to connect with us. But it's not until we get our own spirit bought alive, our own satellite dish. When our satellite dish, when God comes alive and brings us alive, His Spirit comes and lives in us. And now we've got communication with God. Now the Holy Spirit lives in us. So when we read the Bible, a friend of mine years ago goes, I I read the Bible. It didn't make any sense to me. But then he had this experience where he, he got born again. He invited God into his life. He started to read the Bible. He said, it just started jumping out at me. What is that? He got the satellite dish. He got the Holy Spirit on the inside. He got the frequency of God beginning to talk to him. And so when you read the Bible, it'll start to come alive. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's in you. And the Holy Spirit, He's a a change agent. So when we were talking earlier about getting water baptized and coming up and driving down the road and starting to speak in tongues. How awesome is that? That's the Holy Spirit on the inside. The Holy Spirit consistently wants to bring change into your life and into my life. He's always talking to us about the love of God, but about the transformation He wants to bring. Even this morning, right now, even in worship, even now, if you're just, you know, because you can have the dish but not be tuned into the frequency. Your spirit can be alive, but you can be like, God's trying to say these things to you, and you're like, la, 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 Because often when God wants to bring change, It's painful at the start, but then the fruit comes down the track. God wants to bring change into you. He wants to bring healing into your finances. And you're like, oh, I'm in debt and I've got these problems. It's difficult. God says, well, I've got a way of doing it. It's different to the way you used to do it. The Holy Spirit begins to talk to you. You hear these messages about tithing. You hear these messages about giving. And God says, well, you're like, you've got to be kidding. You, You mean I need to go backwards to go forward? Absolutely. That's but if you don't listen to the Holy Spirit talking, saying, hey, sometimes it's like this. Your, your relationships need healing and the Holy Spirit. Because once you've got him, he's there. He wants to talk. And he, he's, he'll just whisper little things like, you should forgive that person. And you're like, really? Forgive them? I want to belt the bejeebies out of them. Uh, you should forgive. You, you, you know, We're praying, God, would you, would you heal my marriage? And God says, yeah, why don't you start being kind? Like, start being kind. That's not what I was talking about, Lord. Can you change them is actually what I was talking about. But no, no, the Holy Spirit, He starts to talk. When you begin to tune into the Holy Spirit, He'll bring change into our life. One of the, 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 the greatest things that we can, we can do is let the Holy Spirit speak to us. And church is a great tune-up moment every week. Come into the house of God. When people say to me, well, how am I going to walk strong with God? How am I going to stay close over the years? I'll, I'll usually just say, okay, here's the three big things here's the three, if you can get these three big things right, it'll work. It's like for me for years, I would always leave the house and I'd do the check. Have I got the phone? Have I got the keys? Have I got my wallet? That's, that's the three big things. And if I can, then if I leave the restaurant, have I got my phone, my keys and my wallet? I'm, I'm all good. I've now combined my wallet and phone. So that actually down to two things. Once I get an app that starts my car on my phone, Justin, I'm away then. I, just one thing and I'll never, I'll never, if I could get it digitally imprinted in my arm, then I'm all good. I can't lose anything. But but three big things, sorry, I'm getting distracted. Three big things to stay strong. One is church, church, Sunday church, midweek church, connect group, hang, prayer meeting, just being with other Christians, you'll find who you hang around, you become like. You just catch stuff off people. You catch their spirit. You catch the vibe off them. The Bible says this in Proverbs, hang around angry people, you'll become an angry person. So if you want to become someone on fire for God, if you want to find your destiny, then hang around God's people. Be in church. Not not occasionally, every week. Make it it the non-negotiable of your life. Sunday morning, it's not as the surf up will I go. It's like, I'm in the house of God. If I can physically get there, I'm going to get there because I'm in the house of God. And that's a big rock decision I've made that will actually bear fruit. So church is one. The second is the Word of God. Every day, you know, Every day I read the Bible, and it might be just a couple of verses, but this is like, this is food for us in our spirit, the Word of God. When we read the Bible, God talks to us, He corrects us, He encourages us, He gives us direction. Your future, your destiny, the, the promises that God's got for you are in this Bible. Don't wait for someone to tell you what your future is. God's got it in here. If you read it, okay, that's the Word of God. And then the third is prayer. Just a personal relationship with God. Start every day. Just, you know, set some time aside. God, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to set myself to, to be in your presence. Put some worship music on. You guys, before you know it, you'll be releasing your own worship albums, I'm sure of it, right? So put some worship music from some other place until you've got your own. And just let it, let the presence of God settle on you. That's the, those three things, the, the people of God, church, the word of God. And prayer, if you can just have those things in your life, when you feel like it and when you don't feel like it, when you feel joyful, when you don't feel joyful, when you feel pumped and when you don't feel pumped, if you can make those three things the bedrock of your Christian life, you'll find you'll have a strong foundation and you'll fulfill God's call. That'll be the core to fulfilling God's call. Okay, what else is transformation? So we're talking about the Holy Spirit. He's a transformer. If you've got your Bibles in Luke today, I want to I just take five minutes now. To talk about something that, that I actually feel like God wants to do here this morning, specifically in our midst. And it's in Luke chapter 13. And Jesus, it says, Luke chapter 13 and verse 10, says, Jesus, now he was teaching in in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Jesus was in church. Somewhere else it says Jesus was in church as was his custom. Jesus was dedicated to being in the house of God. And says, And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. She was literally bent over. And it was a, the Bible talked about it was a demonic spirit. So, you know, we don't necessarily hear lots about this idea of, of demons. But you read the Bible in the New Testament, one of the main things wherever Jesus went is he healed the sick and he delivered people from demonic influences, dark things that, that literally bound them up. And the thing that bound her up was that she couldn't stand up straight. And it was for 18 years, this, the, the Bible calls it a spirit of infirmity. It's a, it's a fallen angel sent to oppress this woman and to hold her in pain so that she would not be able to live the life that God had intended for her. And so when Jesus came along in church... There was a woman who was obviously a woman of faith who loved God, who had some dark thing on her, influencing her. And this is what the Bible says. It says that she couldn't stand up. It wasn't that she wasn't a good person. She just could. It wasn't that she didn't love God. She was in church. It says it bent over and in could, could in no way raise herself up. And I feel like one of the, the transformation things that God does in people's journeys along the way is often there's, there are moments, and you know, we could go on all sorts of tangents here, but often there are moments where there's something that we didn't ask for that's got on our life that we can't seem to get free from. And we, and we think, what is it that's going to shift this thing that's, that's attaching itself to me? And often we don't even know it's there, but it's like, I just cannot seem to get free. You've got the Holy Spirit on the inside. You've got the power of God on the inside. You love God, but there's something. And, you know, I felt like the Lord said to me this morning, there are some people here this morning and you've literally got a, 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 a spirit that, that's holding back your mind and causing depression. And it's not like, it's not the answer for that. There's all sorts of different answers that are sort of short term answers. And maybe a, a longer term answer is, is working on your thinking and renewing your mind. That's a whole other message. But sometimes it just takes the Spirit of God to come. And it's like this rubber band around your head, like this thing that's binding your thinking. And you try to take a few steps forward. But this thing just shuts you down and makes you think small. I'm here to tell you this morning, some people are going to get free from that thing. That thing that's causing heaviness. That's it's causing depression. Uh, I felt like there, there's some people here, and you've got some physical things that you've had for years years and you you cannot seem to get free from them i'm here to tell you this morning that there are demonic things that cause pain but we have the authority jesus said this he said i saw satan fall out of heaven i saw him fall like lightning to the earth with his demonic forces and i've got authority over him and he said now i give that authority to you so sometimes there's these things on us and it's not a matter of a bit more counseling although counseling can be good it's not a matter of of uh, of just you know um reading the Bible over and over and over again. It's actually a matter of someone standing with you and saying, that is not from God. And in the name of Jesus, it's got to go. Woman, man, thou art loosed. I want, so t- today, I want, to, I want to, if we can just get the band up right now, uh, that would be really cool. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.